0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. My name is Mike, and I'd like to talk to you about something that is really interesting to me, and that is the movies. I absolutely love movies. And, quite frankly, a lot of you really enjoy movies. Or else we wouldn't have a movie industry. But there are a few issues within the movie industry that I really think there's some need to discuss. And the first thing I would like to discuss today is the odd dynamic between audiences and movie critics. Not really going to go too much into the major issues currently going on between audiences and movie critics and by and large the movie industry itself what I'd like to talk about is some of the age-old problems that tend to crop up between audience and critic. Uh, the first thing I'd like to start with is really a critique against the critics. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of movie critics, they're a bit jaded when it comes to films. You know, you as a, as a job, you are constantly watching movies constantly looking at them, seeing very similar themes over and over again. However, something that critics really need to take into account when it comes to these films is that the audience is not like them. The audience, by and large, have an average movie rate per year of zero to three. So anywhere between no movies watched in theaters in a year, up to three as a max. That's the general average for a typical audience member. Whereas a typical movie critic will see dozens of films in a week. Because it's their job, and the audience is going for fun. And the audiences really don't really agree with the critics And I think that's because of major clashes between the two based solely on the amount they've seen. But critics need to understand that they are no longer really able to lobby the same kinds of kind of critique and so, uh, oh, what was I going to say? Oh, we're not going to be able to relate that well with an audience member. They've long since passed the time of innocently going to a movie theater simply for fun. They're now looking at going to movies as a part of the job. It's a job to them now. And that really drives home, I think, the major disparities between critics, especially in the past, between critics and audiences. Audiences go and they see a great, fun movie. It's done by Michael Bay. It has lots of explosions, lots of action, lots of sexy people draped on vehicles, because that's what Michael Bay does. And they enjoy that, because it's a great rush, and it's a lot of excitement, and they feel they got what they paid for, which is mindless entertainment. Critics constantly see these things, and they get really tired of the same old shtick from someone like Michael Bay. Now, I understand from the critic perspective, I've watched more more movies than probably the, the next 50 people combined over the years. And I also have seen quite a lot of the same sort of tired, drawn-out tropes over and over and over again. The tired, formulaic way that movie writers and directors tend to operate in. However, critics, I think you really need to take a step back a moment. Take a step back in your mind all the way back to when you were an audience member. When you were able to go to the theater, you paid your money, you got your popcorn, you sat down, and it was it a good film? Well, depends. If uh, you're from back in the day when as a kid, you probably went to go see something like Crawl, And Crawl was exciting and was entertaining and it was so much fun to watch. Is it a good movie? Eh, not particularly. It's fun. Let's not get bogged down with that. It is a fun watch, but is it a good film? No. So I think a lot of the pretentiousness that a lot of movie critics have had over the years really stems from the fact that you have this feeling of jadedness towards the movie industry because you've seen and know so much about it. But on the other hand, you also have the audiences who have not had this experience and they don't really take into account just how jaded you can get from watching so many of the similar kind of film. You've watched one, two, or three different rom-coms over the last, I don't know, five years. You've seen them all. They all follow a very similar formula. You're gonna get a little tired of seeing them and not like them as much uh, if or if at all, who knows? The thing is, I think critics really what we you need to do as a cycle as a force within the movie industry because you're not a part of the movie industry. you're kind of the well-known outsider to the industry you are in essence the advocates for us the audience the general audience what I really would like to see from critics is more of a focus on consumer advocacy is this something worth spending money on well, if you like this guy's last two films, you're probably going to like this one. If you're into this kind of genre, you're going to be disappointed, so on and so forth. When you're honest, really honest with a, about a film, and you're really honest with you, the people who are going to be reading you or listening to you on your opinions on a film, You really need to take into account they don't know as much as you do and they're not nearly as bogged down or jaded in a lot of the major issues that come up from watching so many of these films over and over again. Really, that's what I'm driving at. You need to really be a consumer advocate. You're simply, you're not the overlord the end-all be-all when it comes to films so get that out of your head immediately what you really need to be what I think you really should be is a helpful advisor to the general audience is this film worth watching yes or no well if you've liked this director's past work then you're probably going to like this one. If you didn't like his past work, you are probably not going to like this one. It may surprise you occasionally, but it's going to leave you flat. This is the kind of honest discourse that I think critics really should be having with their general audience. Not being talked down to as though you are scum in their eyes. That's not a way to get real good interaction. That's a big problem in today's world, where everyone's so focused on getting some kind of interaction that they're willing to take negative interaction as a good thing. It's never a good thing. It's never a good thing for long-term sustainability of anything. You look at any example you care to look at, what happens when people are bad-mouthed and talked down to. Things don't end well. Quite often, these people that propose and go through with such a particular campaign in order to get some kind of interaction, good or bad, especially bad, you'll end up with people going, well, fuck this guy. I don't need this shit. Why do I have to listen to this moron? He thinks I'm a jackass. Well, screw him. What does he know? He's just over, He's just an overstuffed retard from God knows where and who the hell cares. This is the kind of negative reaction that really impacts you in the long term. So, critics, I need you to stop a moment. Just for a moment. Step back. And really think back to a time when you were just a general audience member. Yes, you were a movie nerd, even back then. I know I was and still am. And yes, you're going to know, you've already known more about the industry than most. Again, I hear you. I'm there too. However, I don't hold that against an audience member for not knowing these things, I don't lord it over them. Honestly, I'm far more happy, much much happier, much, much happier to simply advise, hey, this is a great film. You ought to give it a shot. You know, if this, if you like that particular director and the way he's done these past films that he did, you're probably going to like this one. You're not really going to like this one because you've told me you don't like this genre. Well, you're not going to like this one. Yes, I know the trailer makes it look like this, but it's not. It's this genre instead. So you're not going to have a good time. These are the kinds of things. These are the kinds of good interactions that, as a critic, you can have with the rest of the audience. The movie-going audience. I think that is absolutely essential to have strong, healthy discourse for the film industry. The film industry needs critique. It just does. Any kind of art endeavor is going to need critique. I need critique. You do anything artistic in your lives, you're going to get critiqued. How are we able to improve on our art? If we do not have critique, someone there to say, uh, "That's not working. This isn't that good. This is a little stupid. This is the wrong direction." These are the kinds of things that you need to hear. These po- these kinds of criticisms, because it's a bit of a shock if you're a director to go out thinking you haven't heard any negative criticism, but the general audience finds it a snooze fest gets bored, doesn't really care, tells everybody that it's boring, it's stupid, don't watch it, it's a waste of time and money and effort. And at that point, the director's blindsided because the box office numbers he's hoping to see just go away. They evaporate, they disappear like a fart in the wind, and they're blindsided by it. They need that critique, that real good critique, when they're going in, that opening on, oh, crap, the critics are really not really liking this. In the past few years, though, they can say that and go, eh, the audience will probably buy it. There's, there's a sucker born every minute. I'll make my money back. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it really doesn't. We can look at the Ghostbusters 2016 and you can argue all you want that it made its money and I'm here to tell you no, no it didn't. It did not make its money. And honestly, making the money at the box office is not the primary goal. But that's a discussion for uh, another time. What we're going to focus on today is that of the critics and of the general audience. Now I think I got my point across with the critics really guys you need to just step back a moment and really think of what it was like to be a general audience member and to be have fun and excitement when you went to to watch a film and to realize that the, the vast majority of the audience that are going to be out there watching these films have that mindset they have that mindset and are not as entrenched in the movie industry as you are. So really just, I want you to be an advocate, a real advocate for the consumer. Be honest with them, be open and upfront with them, and let them know, hey, if you like this, you're gonna like this film if you like this previous film. Well, I think I've proven my and my thesis there let's move on and we're gonna move on of course to the general audience alright now for the general audience guys I understand I really do when you have someone who's talking down to you when it comes to films because they know quite a bit about it and yet they're treating you as though you're an idiot that. Why, how could you like this crap? That kind of attitude. Look, I get it. I don't like being talked down to. I don't think anyone really does. And if they do, that's their kink. But when it comes to being talked down to, when you're going to go and watch something that you find entertaining and are badmouthed and talked down to by movie critics, you get angry, and I understand that. I really do. And I want you to kind of think for a moment where you work at. You're constantly doing the same thing over and over and over again. You know, 9 to 5, eight, ten, twelve 12 hours a day. When you get well, how's that feeling when you get someone in there who's really excited because they have a job. They're really excited in there, but they don't really know that much, but they're more than happy to get stuck in. You feel kind of... Uh, you, you kind of lord it over them a little bit. In small ways. And that's kind of how movie critics are. This is a job for them. And they do a lot of movie reviews. They have to. It's the way they make their livelihood. So I do, un- but I, I do understand that kind of first impulse. That the angry impulse. Uh, again, we're not going to talk about the current politic uh, politicization. Polititiza- scrap! I can never say that word right. Political polarization will go that way. When it comes to movies and critics and audiences and the movie industry itself, that is it's h- a whole new discussion in and of itself. And honestly. It's been going on a lot longer than a lot of people would like to think it does. However, that's for another time. What I'd like to discuss right now is this dynamic that has been between the general audience and critics for many years up to the last few years, where it's taken on a bit of a a harder edge. So here's the thing. Movie critics watch a lot, a lot of movies and you see a lot, a lot of stuff repeated over and over again. You might be a huge fan of sci-fi. You might be a huge fan of Star Wars. And you loved what was done and critics didn't. And I'm not talking about the sequels. I'm talking about the prequels. The prequel films, the sequel films are a hot mess all unto themselves. When you're talking about episodes one, two, and three, what were the general audience reactions when it came to episodes one, two, and three? Well, everyone was kind of in the same boat with episode one. Uh, some critics panned it just as well as the general audience did. Other critics saw some potential. I saw potential within episode one. Ultimately, it was a disappointment. Was it the worst film ever? Clearly not. But it did have a lot of big problems that honestly, it should have been a page one rewrite, in my opinion. Then episode two came around, and there was a bit of lukewarm reception among the general audience, and a bit warmer reception from the critics. Again, I can see why. There's still some dodgy writing. There's still questionable decisions, especially in a direction where the film was going and what story it was trying to tell. Honestly, I think that the prequels had a bad start because it had the wrong focus. It focused on Anakin that's the danger of prequels is you find you have to go back and learn the rise and fall of a villain that you've already seen the ending of just years before so there was not as much contention with that film and then you get to the third film which the critics were a little lukewarm on here and there and the audience generally quite liked it I can understand why there was a lot more focus on action and far less on uh, dialogue-heavy scenes. A lot more action sequences. And guys, I, I realize that you really love action scenes. I know I do because it really keeps things moving along. It keeps things flowing in a direction. Gives you something exciting to see and hear and not have to try and puzzle out what's going on it gives you satisfying moments I get that but when you've seen hundreds of action films done in pretty similar ways you tend to look at it as just more of the same it I'll take a great example and that was the Michael Bay's Transformer movies Critics hated it. I didn't much like it either. General audiences, however, according to the numbers, really, really enjoyed it. And I used to work with a guy who absolutely loved the film. He couldn't tell me exactly why this movie was the greatest in his opinion. It's just that it was. And I understand why. It's because of the Michael Bay formula that first time out, it's a real winner. It really is. And critics, having seen a lot of Michael Bay films, we know how this works. We've seen this crap before. But if you're someone who's not watching a lot of films, you know, zero to three per year in the theater, then this is something that's really exciting and it's really gut-punching that first time out. And Michael Bay's formula works that way to a T. It always, come that very first film, especially if he does franchise, if he does that first film, it's always a BAM! Massive hit. And in the second one, it's not as good. And in the third, it's even worse. And if he goes beyond that, it just becomes a sad joke. Because it's, it's kind of like jump scares. The first one will get you, whether you want it to or not but it gets you the second one. It's probably not going to work as well. The third one. Okay. Now it's just getting silly. The fourth one at that point, you're getting a little upset going, stop jumping out at me, asshole. That's kind of what this is like when it comes to watching something formulaic. So I need, I, as a general audience, honestly, guys, you can watch and like whatever you want. And I'm not going to blame you for it. Hell, I would be hypocritical for, <laughs> to lord over you guys. Oh, you like Michael Bay. I watch tons of really shitty, shitty movies for fun. And I absolutely love them. From the classics like Birdemic to Battle Beyond the Stars, uh, Galaxy of Terror, so on and so forth. These are really bad films, but they're fun to watch, at least for me. You know, my wife doesn't like them, but I like them. I think they're fun because they're so bad. But uh, honestly, we, as as a general audience, you need to keep in mind that uh, a lot of critics, they don't quite know how to relate to you anymore. They used to be general audience members once upon a time. Now... They don't really know or remember what it was like to have that visceral excitement when you went into a theater and were able to watch this film, whether it was Michael Bay, whether it was Steven Spielberg, George Lucas, what have you. And to have that incredible visceral experience in the theater, these guys are really jaded at this point and they don't really remember that anymore it's just something that has occurred so if you have a critic who occasionally kind of pisses you off a little just bear that in mind i'm not saying you can't get mad at him especially these days when all the all the stupid bullshit that has crept its way into popular culture has just soured relations between groups of people to such a degree that you have to walk on eggshells everywhere you go. Well, most people do. Screw it. I don't. I don't give a shit anymore. I haven't given a shit in years. So here's, from that little aside, let's just look at it this way. If you find a critic that you think is honest, and I'm not saying a critic from a newspaper or a real famous one that has a show somewhere. It could just be a simple person doing a review on YouTube if they're honest with you. They give honest opinions and they're not talking down to you. They're just giving you a good opinion of what it is that they are trying to convey when it comes to the film that they're discussing with you. They're discussing it. They're giving some opinions and some advice if you're willing to see it. I think that's a, a good critic and you should probably hang on to them. Even if they don't like the films you like. In fact, I think that should be a really good criteria. As a general audience member, find two, three, four... Critics, some that kind of think the way you do for some films, and a couple that don't. And kind of compare and contrast. Because you can get new insights on what the film experience will be like. And then you'll have a much broader, much better understanding of everything going on. And I think that's only a good thing. You're a bit better informed. You don't feel like you've been ripped off by a film because critics are going to go and they're going to see it whether anyone else watches it or not. So if you find some good ones, really give them some love. Really give them a listen. You don't have to follow their advice. You can go and do what you like. But man, when you find a couple of good ones, even if they disagree with half or most of what you think a movie is like or should be like, at least you're getting a new perspective. And I think that's what everyone is kind of missing out on these days is being able to step back a moment and to see things through someone else's perspective. Critics have forgotten to do that and in some cases actively fight against that. It's my way or the highway in that regard. General audiences are that way too. Sections of audience members really are. It's my way or the highway. There's no compromise. You really need to step back a moment and get a fresh perspective. Someone else's perspective on something. And let's face it, these are movies. Movies are going to exist. Whether the big theaters and the big studios exist or not. Because we have lots of independent film creators. Uh, James Rolfe, the angry video game nerd, made his own movie. Was it a very good film? Eh, Not particularly, but he made a film. And if he makes a film, others make films. Good, bad, it's really going to be up to audience members as time goes on. Some of them are going to be worth quite a bit to see. Others, uh, you're not going to miss much if you don't watch it. So, the big broad picture, perspective. We all need a new perspective, especially when we're engaging with one another. And I think this applies even today with the critics who are adamantly opposed to so much from what the audience says and members of the audience who are adamantly opposed to everything that a critic will say because of personal differences. Personal political differences. Something that honestly shouldn't be part of a goddamn discussion about whether a film is worth watching or not. Leave your politics at home for Christ's sakes. No one needs to hear it. Well, That's my time. I'll see you guys next time. Stay safe and have a good one.